You're listening to Mountain West Voices. I'm Clay Scott, and this is Gus Yellowhair. Before I say anything, uh, those of you that are listening to this, I would like to give you a heartfelt handshake. Uh, I'm a member of the Northern Cheyenne and Ogallala Lakota uh, people, so that's who I am. I met Gus in South Dakota, near his home on the Pine Ridge Reservation. He's known for his traditional art. He uses a distinctive pictographic style to decorate teepees, drums, and sweat lodge covers. He showed me a drum he made of cottonwood and elk hide. It depicted a group of ochre-colored buffalo running across the sun with the Black Hills in the background. There are different styles of drumming, like the traditional honoring songs have a really slow beat, and uh, the, the words are... The song is very slow, and some of them, like the fancy, uh, fancy dances, both the men and women, they're, they're you know, relatively very fast. It's a form of expression, you know, something coming from deep down within, you know, the nari, as we call it, uh, or the spirit. Uh, Christian world calls it a soul. We call it a nari. <laughs> Well, um, first of all, it's, uh, you know, some teachings that were passed on to me by not only my grandfather, but by my grandmother, my father, my mother, you know, uncles and aunts, uh, those traditions. And so I feel those are important. And, and just not just Lakota, but other nationalities as well, you know. So it's, a, it's important to me to keep that history and culture traditions alive uh, to the best of, you know, my ability and best of my knowledge. Gus is 56, old enough, he told me, to take on the responsibility of what he calls a culture bearer. He leads drum-making workshops in the small, far-flung communities of the vast Pine Ridge Reservation. He tries to pass on his traditional skills and knowledge and to teach young people the cultural context for those skills. But the most precious thing he has to pass on, he says, is his language. He's one of a dwindling number of fluent speakers of Lakota. To share that... Um, you know, I think is, uh, is a really powerful tool to be able to reach that person. My grandmother, she never spoke any English at all, you know, but my grandfather, he spoke some. But uh, so that's the kind of background that, that I grew up in. You know, we grew up very poor life. You know, I mean, I can remember living in a tent. Um, but the thing I remember the most was my grandmother, you know, telling uh, stories. We didn't have television. We didn't have radio. Our light in the evening was kerosene lamp or candle lamp, you know. Or heat was firewood. But I can remember my grandmother um, late in the evening, you know, telling stories, um, passing some of those stories on. And, and uh, then I can remember her early in the morning, you know, praying uh, before Ampa, Ampashni, before that sun came out. That's how you say it in Lakota. I can remember her praying, you know, and I can remember her uh, crying as she's praying. Unchimaka. I have been created from the totality of creation of this land called Grandmother Earth. There is immense power and the quiet calm. Grandmother Earth and I are as one. I am the custodian of these lands a relative to these buffalo calf people. Yum, yum.
You've been listening to Gus Yellowhair in South Dakota. Mountain West Voices is produced in association with the O'Connor Center for the Rocky Mountain West, a regional studies and public education program of the University of Montana. Additional support was provided by the Greater Montana Foundation. To listen to more stories from the Rocky Mountain West, go to mountainwestvoices.org. I'm Clay Scott. Hey, you know, hey, you know, hey, you know.